Adam, are you ready to call this meeting to order? Dude, I cannot wait until let it be called. Very good. Well, here's something that I've become very used to doing, and I enjoy it very much, and that is checking with you to find out geographically where you are located. Well, I am currently sitting at my home in Austin. Oh, no kidding. Okay. And that reminds me, I've got a couple of advisories. There are two things coming around the corner, one immediately around the corner and then a little further down the road. The first thing is, the very next meeting that we hold after this one could be in Austin, Texas, and you and I could be together in person. Man, I really hope so. I love when we get to record live in person. Yeah, well, and we've discussed this before. That's one of the major benefits of you now living just three hours away. Yeah, that was one of the the best things about moving to Texas was the benefit of the show. Well, that's really the reason you moved to Texas. 100% correct. Okay, so now for the second thing that's right around the corner. Are you prepared for this? Of course. This time last year, or maybe even further back than that, we started discussing the possibility of doing a Gravity Beard Real World. Yes. Which, for those that don't understand that reference, that was a TV show that, I don't know, I don't watch MTV anymore, but it aired on MTV and went many, many seasons. And that's where they get a bunch of people in a house together, and they live there, and they record a TV show. Which blows my mind that that worked out. I think whoever like put that, you know, whoever decided on the cast was pretty smart. They figured out what would cause the most drama and let's put all these <laughs> people together. Well, it was one of the f- very first reality shows, was it not? Yeah, that, that was the very one of the very first ones. It, and then they did real world road rolls. Yes. Which is hard to say. And so what we're going to do is actually kind of a combination or we're kind of doing both. So we're going to meet in Dallas and then we're all going to get on a Sprinter van, and then we're going to drive down to Austin, and that's where we're going to meet up with you, and then we're going to stay two nights in a house together. Which, I mean, how could that go wrong? It can't. (laughs) There's no way. It's only going to be fantastic. Yeah. No. Like we do most things, we're going to try to record some things on the ride down, and of course, we'll record as much as we can in the house together. Based on who I think is going to show up, and I, I don't know, that's still kind of up in the air. We've got some ideas of th- some things we're going to record. We're going to capture as much of it as we can, and we're going to bring it back to the listeners. It's going to be great. Yeah. and th- But even before we get to that, I actually skipped over something. We have a couple of team building exercises. In fact, on the 20th, I think that's where we're going to join, which is probably at this point a couple million people, and we're going to storm Area 51. Yeah, that's going to be great. I I just feel like that's going to be a really great team building exercise that we all very much enjoy. Yeah, I agree. And you've, of course, taught everybody because we held some some practices out in, in, I think, the the West Quad, actually, of the proper running technique. Yeah, yeah. It's all Naruto run. So it's going to be, you know, very efficient and very very fun. And, And maybe you could use the word elusive. Elusive is a good one. Um, if we don't get mowed down by the security, I think we have a pretty good chance of getting in. Yeah, I agree. Okay, great. Well, th- th- I just want to get some announcements out of the way. Let's continue and uh, kick off our agenda the way we normally do. And that's, we don't have top contributors. We talked about those last week, but I do want to recognize some other very important contributors. Go for it. All right, in no particular order, I just want to recognize these folks from the group. First is Brisky Cawthon from Turn of Phrases and the Podcast Network. She is our pun turn. Love her. Frequent and valuable contributor, Leslie Morgan. Thank you, Leslie. So funny. Another contributor who has uh, really stepped up his game recently, and that's Alan Hastings. Yes, Alan. Next is a member of our Science Committee on Sciencing, and that is Vlado from It's Not Rocket Surgery and the Podfix Network. Yeah, he's basically brilliant. Yeah, he's literally brilliant. Literally brilliant. Then I want to recognize Bob Haynes from the Cretans Guild and also the host of the Sandwich Poll. I'm a big fan of Bob. 
Uh, and then uh, Carolyn Healy. She is a former member of my improv troupe. Finally, rounding out this list, Other You, also known as Philip Cummings. He is a current member of my improv group. Mom says we're winners. <laughs> I love that name. And I think Phil- Philip Cummings is one of the greatest people I've met in a long time. <laughs> He's really a, just a great human being. Agreed. A, a, a yeah. truly authentic and genuine person. Yeah, he really is. I, I like Philip quite a bit. All right, well, we don't have any new interns at this meeting, and we don't have any birthdays. We explained that last at last meeting. We're going to do birthdays mm-hmm. at our first meeting uh, next month, maybe down in Austin. So with that, let's move right into polls. Yes. The first poll came to us from Keith, our MVP. Of course. And the poll was, which is the better philosophy, Hakuna Matata or the Bare Necessities? Now, Adam, you didn't vote in this poll when it was held. Would you like to vote now? Um, I'm going to go with the bare necessities because I don't know how to live without worries. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you've actually made the correct decision. You are on the majority side. That means it would occurred, baby. It's all about me, yes. baby. Me. <laughs> A win did occur. And you, along with 53% of the vote, uh, decided that the better philosophy is Hakuna Matata. I was not on the majority side. I was with the 47% that voted on the bare necessities. No, no, no. I, I lost. My vote was for the bare necessities. I feel like Hakuna, I don't know how to live without worries. So. I'm oh, I misunderstood. Losing. Yeah. You, oh, no. You got me hyped Whoa. up for nothing. I'm very sorry. All right. Well, uh, you were on the minority side along with your friend Tof. That'd be me. Right. So maybe maybe not technically a win, but kind of a win. Well, as long as we're together, it's a win, but it's just we didn't win. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, in any case, the bare necessities. Not not so shabby. Not, not the majority side, but I, I think I'm happy with my decision. Same. All right. Our next poll is, of course, the sandwich poll. And thank you, Bob Haynes, for hosting this. This is one of the biggest topics we've ever had. In the, it might be the biggest topic we've ever discussed in the group. Now, we don't have the final results. This poll is concluded. Uh, we will share those results, those final results, and announce the official sandwich of the Gravity Beard interns at next meeting. Come on, winner. Now, this next poll I liked quite a bit. This was posted by Elimination Paul, but it was not a, an Elimination Poll. This was just a traditional poll. He asked the question, if I were to come to your house and steal what's on top of your refrigerator, what am I getting? Dust was the overwhelming favorite. And second was half-empty cereal boxes and a lot of dust and wine that's no good. Flyswatter came in third. Lunchboxes, the soft version, came in fourth. And then a bunch of stuff tied for fifth, including... Whatever I'm currently hiding from my wife, who is so short that she couldn't see the top of the fridge if she yep. if she had stilts in a pair in a periscope. <laughs> yep. Number two was potato chips, bread, mold sometimes, Halloween candy from at least three years ago, and some little debbies. <laughs> and then th- uh, the third thing that was tied for fifth was um, cat. Right, I hate cats, so <laughs> not on my fridge. And so of the things that I listed in spots one through five, are any of those found on the typically found on the top of your refrigerator? Uh, a little bit. So the, the main thing being whatever I want to hide from my wife because she's so short. That she needs stilts in a periscope and still can't see it? Yeah. I mean, she is a short ball of dynamite that I love more than anything in life. And she is also very short. <laughs> she just doesn't have height on her side. Right. And, in, and, in, and to quote you, I would call her my sweet wife. That's correct. And I've met her and she is sweet, so that's appropriate. <laughs> so I, uh, I just want to point out that at dinner today, I just a- anecdotally, I think I started about 12 sentences in a row with, yeah, so my wife and I, and I was like, oh, no, I'm, I've turned into that guy. But it was true, so <laughs> I didn't care. I blazed ahead and, you know, talked about my sweet wife as much as I could. Okay, so on the top of my refrigerator is just dust and a fly swatter. A fly swatter, okay. Our final poll was requested by... My very bright son, Liam, who is turning seven pretty soon. Yeah. And now I do want to point out that Jim Weir made fun of my son for this poll. 
Yeah, uh, he may be a candidate for a special place in hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for making fun of a small child. That's right. Yeah, he, he might be happy to accept that. I mean, I can't say I blame him, but I didn't do it. <laughs> right. So we were driving around, as we often will together, and he asked me the question, is ice food? Right. Well, the answer is clearly no, and uh, I'll make a quick interjection. Liam is pretty funny because if you're sitting at your dining room table minding your own business, he'll just come right next to you and then just stare at you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he will do that. (laughs) That was pretty funny. All right, so the results were overwhelming. 87% said no, ice is not food. 13% said yes. I don't remember. I actually didn't make a note of what you voted or what I voted. I don't think it's food either. However, if you want to go back and search this poll, then Chris Birkenbein, one of the members of our science committee on science, he gave a full explanation. I love Chris, man. He's so cool. I do as well. Adam, how about some facility upgrades? See, these are really important, man. Always growing. So this week, we just have one, but it's a big one. It was brought to us by Chris Osborne of the Play Comics Podcast. It's been a long time since we had an announcement out of our R&D department, mm. but we have one. You've normally been careful, but you got busted by on our latest project because you do a lot of the testing of the things that come out of R&D. Agreed. Yeah. And so this new thing is the turbine-powered flyboard. Well, yeah. And, and you were actually spotted flying over Bastille Day celebrations in France, testing this out. I really didn't think I was going to get caught. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, normally you don't. You're Like I said, you're usually very careful. But Chris Chris Osborne outed you. And then Andrea revealed that we are indeed forming. And th- th- so is so the big announcement isn't just the, the turbine-powered flyboard. But it, then Andrea felt like, well, since that's out, I might as well make this new re- revelation, which is we're indeed forming a French Space Force. That's true. And, and I want to point out, I mean, no disrespect to Bastille Day. <laughs> Do you think that the French were offended by your testing? 100%. Really? Well, Absolutely. they're kind of easily offended. Yeah. All right. So anyways, so re- regarding French Space Force, all interns are welcome to head off to uh, HR as soon as you're able to sign up for French Space Force. Training exercises will be Tuesday and Thursday at 0800 on the North Quad. And then we'll also, we're also going to hold inter-squad battles, which will be on Saturdays at 4 p.m. And each participant will be issued their very own turbine-flowered flyboard. So sign up soon because spots are limited. Yeah, and if you join now, you'll get a, flea f- uh, a free flash drive, a beer koozie, and a stainless steel straw. See, I didn't even know that. Thank you for making us aware of that. Yeah, it was a. Uh, I'm not. I thought it was on the flyer, but it might have been the, uh, the the reprinted flyer. So. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, thank you for that update. Adam, how about an announcement regarding our next team building activity? I think these are so critical to the success of our company. I thought you might say that. This is brought to us and hosted by Andrea Blucas. It is the Everett Sausage Fest. Ah. Yeah, this will be September 28th, which is just about a week and a day after we go storm Area 51. It'll be from 8.30 to 10 p.m., and this year's event will feature everyone's favorite rock and roll group, Spike and the Impalers. Yes, finally. Yeah, it took us a long time to book those guys, but they are going to be here. Adam, I have the perfect way to close out a perfect summer. Ooh, this is going to be interesting because it's always a problem. How about the GBI Olympics? Oh, yes. Let's do that. This was brought to us by my sweet wife, Chelsea. And she suggested these events. Are you ready for the list of events that will be included in the GBI Olympics as we appropriately close out this summer? Totally. First, there's going to be lumberjacking, which is a timed obstacle course, which consists of speed climbing a 90-foot pole, chopping and sawing wood, axe throwing, and sprinting across a spinning wet log, among other things. Event number two is stone skipping, which I think is one of your specialties. Is that right? Yep, that's one of them. One among many. Number three is chess boxing. And this is 11 three-minute alternating rounds of both chess and boxing. Yeah, that's a great event. 
Number four is arm wrestling, which is arm wrestling. Number five is go-kart racing, which is actually one of my specialties. Mm-hmm. Number six is lightsaber duels. Number seven, I'm not great at this, but it's one of my favorite, and that's pizza acrobatics. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you're not probably ready, but you are enthusiastic. But I do like it. Yeah. So I'll be there for practices. I don't know if I'll make the finals to be able to compete. Number eight is pie eating. Number nine, ah, another one that I'm very good at, miniature golf. Number 10, now this is something that I, I'm going to, I think you and I both, we're going to form a team. You're, one of us is going to drive, one was going to be co-piloting, but we're going to be in this event for the first time, and that is the school bus figure eight racing. Yeah. Yeah, that one's a big one. Well, and let me just explain what this is, because this is fast and very dangerous, because the, the shape of the track as the name implies, is a figure eight. So you go as fast as you can, and as you cross, you don't slow down. You just gun it, and you cross the middle of the eight. Yeah, it's high octane. (laughs) That's the perfect way to describe it. All right, number 11, also very dangerous, but also fun, lawnmower racing. (laughs) Number 12, now I've never done this one. I I don't think I can, this is not something I'm interested in, but number 12 is slippery stair racing. Yeah, I was never successful in this one after my high school injury. So, back then when you were doing it, you would do it without pads. Now they've got really good shin pads, but yeah, no pads back then. Yeah, yeah, they had no pads or handrails. Number thirteen is another thing that I, I I don't mean to brag, but I'm quite good at it, and that's cornhole. That's true. You're phenomenal at cornhole. Yeah, thank you. And our last event, a classic from the playground, dodgeball. You know, dodgeball is still fun. Yeah, it really is. And now it's an Olympic event. Yeah, and it's even fun to watch the movie Dodgeball while you play Dodgeball. (laughs) If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I'm sure everyone's excited about GBI Olympics. Obviously, head down to HR and get signed up right away for your favorite events. We invite everyone to compete. So if you're excited about that, you're definitely going to be excited about this next event, also brought to us by Andrea Blucas, and that is, Adam, the GBI Band. Ooh, I love the GBI Band. Yeah, so Andrea posted this question, just curious, do you play a musical instrument or sing? And she put out the call, and the interns, as usual, answered... And so now she's coordinating the formation of the GBI band. And so I want to go through just quickly the roster of who's already said they want to participate. Are you ready for this? Yes. Lucy Bentley said she plays the flute. Uh, Luke plays the piano, guitar, mouth, harp, mandolin, banjo, and can sing at least a little. Elimination Paul plays the bass. Uh, Philip Cummings plays guitar, bass, and vocals. Uh, Casey Jones, he pretty much plays it all. He plays drum, bass, guitar, ukulele, accordion. Obviously, grunge accordion, uh, violin, washtub, bass, harmonica, and mouth harp. So he plays a ton of stuff. Uh, Lucy plays percussion and harmony vocals. Derek Graziano is on vocals. Drew Mick is on vocals. Phil Rude plays guitar, in addition to being a very funny human. Cheryl Joy plays guitar, piano, clarinet, and can sing. Carrie McGinnis plays trumpet, piano, and can sing. I can play rhythm guitar, harmonica, and also a little bit of vocals. I know for a fact you play drums, guitar, can definitely contribute on vocals. Is there anything else that, that you can contribute? Uh, those are my primary. I, I do uh, uh, I do backup vocals and harmony vocals. Perfect. All right. So as you can see, that's a huge collection of very talented musicians and singers. It's almost like an ensemble or choir. Yeah, it kind of is. But the great thing is, is that, you know, everybody in, in the group has a very busy schedule. So who could ever be available for different gigs? That's who will kind of come together that time. We're like the Trans-Siberian Orchestra of podcast bands. <laughs> Two or three different groups. <laughs> I like of podcast bands, as if that's a thing. I mean, it is. I don't know if you're on the circuit, but, you know, you will be. I think that gives me this idea, which I think you'll agree with. I think we should form our band get to pra- get a, our practice schedule established and then put on a podcast battle of the bands that seems amazing we have to do it where we challenge other podcasts and what other musical talent they can pull together that has to be associated with their podcast yeah and then we can cha- we can challenge them to like either a fight to the death or a dance off that's the rule though is that everybody i've just named 
those are contributors to our podcast. They contribute content to the show. So yeah. e- every other podcast has to be um, has to be held to the same standard. Correct. It's only fair. All right, Adam. Now it's time to discuss our latest additions to the intern library. Oh, good. We had some good titles last week. Yeah, we did. When now we've got some more. So this week's book of the week is from Keith. It is a thousand and one ways to live without working, <laughs> and that's by Tuli Kupferberg. I'm just gonna go with Kupferberg. So other selections. The first one is from Chris Osborne of Play Comics Podcast. He has recently um, donated a copy of Mars is Stupid by Skip Mandelton. <laughs> All right, and Keith brings us this title. This is brain surgery and other home skills. And this has five, at least five, uh, really helpful home skills that uh, it can teach you. First one, breeding combat hamsters. Super important. Secondly is make more friends with home cloning. Third (laughs) is championship needlework. Fourth is convert your home to a romantic ruin. That one I'm interested in. And... Fifth is inventing a miracle drug. And of course, there's many more, but all of these things are all contained in one book called Brain Surgery and Other Home Skills. That's a great, great collection. Yeah. So if you didn't think you could do those things on your own at your own home, before you probably couldn't, but after you read this book, you most certainly can. Yes. I would say even au contraire. That's right. And, and this title was part of a science-related spotlight series from our Science Committee on Sciencing. Here's a few more from the same series. First, Spontaneous Human Combustion. Second, Heads and How to Read Them, A Popular Guide to Phrenology. Uh, third, Max Otto's Science and the Moral Life. And my favorite, The Little Book of Curses and Maledictions for Everyday Use. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think a day went by in my childhood where I didn't read that book. Right? Same. I used it all the time. And then here's an, uh, the uh, the next installment in something we started recently, and that is the Bookmobile Exclusive by Casey Jones. And this week's Bookmobile Exclusive is called How to Impress Girls with Power Farting. It's a tough skill. But not anymore, because we have a book for that. All right, we've got a manual. Yep. Speaking of the Bookmobile, as always, look out for Luke. Uh, he should be coming through your neighborhood very soon. And as always, literally look out for Luke because he may hit you with the with the bookmobile. That's right. And as we've explained, the books are not securely fastened in the bookmobile, so they're kind of falling off the shelves, and Luke is trying to drive as he's trying to put the books back in order. Yeah, it's an impressive ability and also a terrifying experience. <laughs> it really is. All right, Adam, how about this week's installment of Eye on Health? Aha, uh-huh. I hope it's not as gross as last week. <laughs> uh, Damn it. So regarding that, uh, so this is the third time that we've read uh, accounts from the emergency room. And I will warn you ahead of time, all of these involve the penis. Oh, no. And here's number one. I have a friend who's a radiologist, and she had an elderly gentleman come in with a screwdriver stuck in his urethra. Oh, my God. Which the common name for that is your pee hole. That's right. And his explanation was is because he couldn't relieve himself and he was trying to get it out. Oh, my God. So I had a friend of mine who actually had a catheter at one point, and yeah. he's like, Adam, there there isn't a pain greater than that on the earth. He's like... And I knew it was going to be bad when the nurse had my junk in her hand. She looks at me right in the eye and she says, don't hit me. <gasps> really? I, I swear to God. Yep. Oh, wow. So that kind of incident that you just told us about makes me just cringe. Oh, God, no kidding. All right. Well, here is emergency room account number two. This man came into the ER and had an entire baseball bat shoved up his... Don't say urethra. (laughs) Shoved up his backside. Darn it. He looked familiar, and then I remembered that he was the same man who came in a few months earlier, claiming that he slipped while coming out of the shower and somehow got a juice glass stuck up his ass. Oh, no. And they finished by saying... 
And don't even get me started on the light bulb. Oh, man. I feel like that if you could ban someone from the hospital, that guy would be banned. It'd be that guy? Yeah. <laughs> All right. And, and also now I'm realizing that... Um, that, that I, I need to apologize because I said all these stories would be about the penis and that, that one was not. That's true. Let's give our last story from the emergency room this week. It goes something like this. We had a gentleman pull into our ED lot and and tourniquet his penis. What? Apparently he pulled into the parking lot and began to tourniquet his penis. He then cut it off in the parking lot and put it in a blender that he plugged into his cigarette lighter. Oh, no. And then it says, he came in like it was nothing, got treated, and when his family was informed, they nonchalantly said, oh, he finally did it, huh? Oh, no. I mean, there's no... Treated it. There's no treating that. Like, there's not... You you don't go back from that. No, no, he cut off his own penis and then put it into a blender, which somehow was equipped with a, a, a cigarette lighter adapter. And he blended his penis. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> I am as well. I, I'm also in pain. <laughs> <laughs> right? All right, well, let's take that opportunity to move on. And let's talk about science. Yes. This story comes to us from Chris DeVos, and the headline is, Man Claiming to be Time Traveler Makes Fascinating Predictions About 2019. Wow. Okay. He goes by the name Noah the Time Traveler. (laughs) He claims to have been to the year 2030 and back. Now, Noah says he can't stay in one place too long because the government is after him, of course. Right, of course. Right. He did make a short documentary that outlines what we can expect in the next 12 months here on Earth. And so there's too many to discuss here, but I'll post a link to the story in the group. You can also search him on YouTube for some very fascinating information. (laughs) This sounds like a well worth it rabbit hole. (laughs) I'm just going to leave it there and allow the listener to do what they choose. All right. How about a little something from the food page, Adam? Ooh, I love food. This story comes from my sister-in-law, Roxanne. The headline is, Five Guys Arrested for Fighting Inside of Five Guys. So first of all, Roxanne, it's awesome. And that sounds like a very Roxanne story to post. (laughs) Yes. So Adam, the incident took place in Stewart, Florida. Oh man, come on. I was hoping you were going to say something else. Nope. Sorry. So it likely would have gone unnoticed, except that the local police department posted a cheeky post about it on Facebook. Let me describe the post. So the image shows a police cruiser in front of the restaurant Five Guys with a caption that says, Can you guess how many guys were arrested at this location on Wednesday? (laughs) That's awesome. That is awesome. All right. Our second food item, Adam. I think I would actually like you to read this. Okay. If you wouldn't mind. I'd love to. And what this is, is other products made by the makers of I Can't Believe It's Not Butter. And this was posted by Anna Maria in the Podcast 42 group page. (laughs) I I loved this so much. (laughs) I did too. Okay. So uh, number five is no one said this was ham. So pretty, (laughs) pretty clear. Right. Number four, actually, I'm going to save that one for my favorite. Uh, the uh, The next one is, you thought that was yogurt? Surprise, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is, I hope these aren't hornets. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Uh, the next one is my second favorite, which is, F- off, it's mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> And last, but certainly not least, is my favorite, which is my that's good peanut brittle. (laughs) (laughs) I remember not breathing, laughing at that one so hard. (laughs) 
I'm so glad I got to read those. <laughs> so, so I had no idea. I thought the makers of I Can't Believe It's Not Butter just made I Can't Believe It's Not Butter. But instead, no. they made these these five other fantastic products. They have a huge line of products. <laughs> yeah, they do. They really do. And I had no idea. So, Adam, <laughs> thanks for sharing those with us. <laughs> My ass. That is good peanut brittle. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I love that <laughs> so much. <laughs> All right, as we try to recover, Adam, let's turn to the sports page. I love sports. All right, Adam, this is less of a story and more of just an advisory. Oh, okay, it's important. So, as you know, we just released our special college football episode. Yeah. Well, next week, as we do every year, will be our annual NFL season preview. Ooh. And this is where me and Greg and Warren and a special guest that we rotate every year will sit down and we're prepared to predict the winner of every division in the NFL, including who's going to advance in the playoffs, win the conference championships, and win the Super Bowl. So it's a prediction show. That's right. And so be sure to check that out next week. We can't wait. I love these predictions. All right, Adam, why don't we take a quick break and hear from one of our new promotional sponsors? We've got to. More Platinum Level content? Right after this. This week's episode is brought to you by Mortimer's Coffin Rental and Coffee Bar. Have you suddenly found yourself in need of a coffin after a sudden death of a loved one? (laughs) Don't have the cash to buy a death box outright, but you want the funeral to look good for your relatives? Then Mortimer's Coffin Rental and Coffee Bar has got you covered with a lid. Choose from one of our elegant styles, such as mahogany, pine, plastic, and stainless steel for only $99.99 a day. Great deal. Our expiration chambers also come with your choice of decorative padding to suit any style, whether it's that purple 70s suede or bus seat flame retardant wool. We've got it all. Simply pay up front and sign on the dotted line and you've got yourself a final exit Ferrari that even the dead will envy. Mortimer's Coffin Rental and Coffee Bar. Come for the coffins, stay for the cappuccino. Dude, that's a... I mean, what a great service. <laughs> Coffin and Coffee Bar, dude. Okay, so hang on a second. Um... I was gonna I was gonna be cremated, but then I realized that I can rent a coffin. Yeah, way less expensive and your guests get coffee. Right. So I think I've got new funeral plans to make. Yeah, we've gotta kinda of rethink this whole family plot thing. Absolutely. Well, welcome back for more information about Mortimer's Coffee Rental and Coffee Bar. Feel free to check out Weird With You. It's another terrific podcast from the Podfix Network. It can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts. Adam, how about the latest installment in our relatively new segment, Into the Wild? Ooh, these are always entertaining. Now, this is a segment where we discuss stories about animals. And if you're into animals... You should check out Varmints. That is a fantastic podcast from the Blazing Caribou Studios and hosted by our very own Elimination Paul and Donna Hume. This week's story comes from Chris DeVos of Podcast 42 and the Podfix Network. The heading is... The headline is, Police warn flushing drugs down the toilet could create meth gators. (laughs) Nah, it's probably fine. (laughs) So the Loretto Police Department explained that when you flush drugs down the toilet, they end up in retention ponds where the water is stored for processing before it's sent downstream. The department had this to say via Facebook. Now, our sewer guys take great pride in releasing water that is cleaner than what is in the creek, but they're not prepared for meth. 
They go on to say, ducks, geese, and other waterfowl frequent our treatment ponds, and we should shudder to think what one all hyped up on meth would do. They also cautioned that if discarded meth manages to make it further downstream, it could be eaten by alligators, creating meth gators in Shoal Creek and in the Tennessee River down in northern Alabama. The department offered to help residents safely... (laughs) This is my favorite part of the whole story. The department offered to help residents safely dispose of illegal drugs and reminded people they can dispose of prescription medication in specially marked containers at City Hall. I think that should be called Methgate. (laughs) Nice. Do you think anyone is going to take advantage of the alternative that they're offering? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you want to safely dispose of the drugs. <laughs> right? Yeah. So they're, they're definitely going to reach out to the police department to help them dispose of their, their illegal drugs. Yeah, totally. It's going to be great. All right, Adam, how about another installment of our also relatively new segment, Police Beat? Yeah, not hood news, but still cool. Hood news is great. We may return to that sometime in the future. For now, we've got Police Beat. Perfect. This story comes from our friend Phil Rude. It begins with a headline that goes like this Florida man, damn it, steals and crashes $61,000 boat belonging to dentist who shot Cecil the Lion. Oh, that poor guy. <laughs> I mean, he, he f***ed up, but boy, he has been crucified. <laughs> right? The story is great on its own. But when it comes with a comment by someone with the handle Dick Punisher, (laughs) it's even better. Yes. And he adds this comment to the end of the story. Florida man comes through with direct action. Good job, comrade. (laughs) Uh, You don't get use comrade too often. Yeah. So thank dick punisher for that comment uh this story is already posted in the group if you want full details just just search for it now speaking of florida man we have a florida man of our own adam we have the florida man yep we do and he has called in to our show uh, luckily for us five times and today i'm prepared to bring a sixth yes let's hear from florida man This is Florida Man. Hey, buddy. Been doing pretty good lately. I ain't been in jail about three days now. (laughs) Wow. I think that's my new record. But I did have an embarrassing incident the other day. I know I've never really told y'all about any embarrassing stories, but I thought y'all might get a kick out of this one. So I was driving around, and I was sipping on the sauce, as they say, and I went out to get me some grub because I was hungry. And I pulled up to the drive-thru, and, well, I guess I fell asleep. Oh, dear. Waiting for my turn. So, eventually, someone came out and knocked on my window. So, I told him, hey, I want a burrito and a Baja Blast, please. (laughs) And the person looked at me funny. And I was like, well, why ain't you going to get my burrito? And she says, well, sir, this is a Bank of America. This ain't a Taco Bell. <laughs> Man, did I get a kid. I laughed so hard. <laughs> I thought I was at Taco Bell, but no, I was at Bank of America. <laughs> anyway, I went and I parked in the parking lot and slept it off. Mm-hmm. And while I was asleep, I had the weirdest dream. I had a dream that there was a Taco Bell that used those pneumatic, how do you spell it? Pneumatic. Anyway, they use those tubes that got the air suckers, air sucky sucky, and uh, to deliver burritos. Hey, I think I got a million dollar idea. (laughs) Maybe I could call it like Burrito Bank or Taco Tubes or Burritos of America. (laughs) I don't know. I'm still workshopping in the the name. Hope y'all are doing good. Anyway, uh, thanks for the Oreo money and things were good. When I got out of jail this time, I went to the store and found root beer float Oreos. Did you know those things were a thing? I did not. I didn't either. And I tell you what, they're pretty gross. Don't try them. <laughs> All right. That's my story. Talk to y'all later. Dunsies. Yes. 
Well, man, this is, you know, really good news that he's been out of jail for three days. I know. Good for you, Florida man. Yeah. I love Florida man. I do, too. Very much. And I think that, you know, it's a classic mix-up. I mean, anybody could have mistaken the Taco Bell for the Bank of America or in vice versa. Yeah, sure. Sure. And, and by the way, if I have a vote, um, as he's workshopping ideas, I like taco tubes. Taco tubes are the best. Yeah, so so I think you found your name. Just go with Taco Tubes. Yeah, it is the best. All right, thanks, Florida Man. And with that, let's move on to entertainment. Yes, is this coming from our entertain turn? Of course, which is Chris DeVos of Podcast 42. And you can search our feed for hashtag pop news for all of our entertainment headlines. We just have one story, and this also is kind of just an advisory, and it was brought to us by Keith. The official teaser for the film The Irishman is out. Have you heard about this? No, sir. So the film The Irishman stars Joe Pesci, Robert De Niro, and Al Al Pacino, and is the new film directed by Martin Scorsese. Wow. How about that? Hope it doesn't suck. Yeah, no kidding. Well, it, it doesn't look like it will. The plot is based around something regarding um, Jimmy Hoffa. And if I am going to do whatever I can to make it out to see one movie, it's going to be The Irishman. It's Okay, because that sounds fascinating. I would love to see that. I agree. So I'm definitely going to try to make it out to see it. All right. So before we move on, we have another micro movie review from our friend Keith. Yes. Keep them coming, Keith. You MVPU. And here it is. Hey, what's up, Adam? What's up, Chris? This hey, is buddy. KG. This is How I Talk. And uh, I'm calling in with another micro movie review. This time it is for Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, I'm curious about uh, this. For you who don't know, this is the spinoff where uh, The Rock's character and Jason Statham's character, Hobbs and Shaw, they are doing their own thing. A uh, big action thing and uh, fighting against uh, Idris Elba as the bad guy. Uh, this movie will not win any Oscars uh, for anything. No surprise. Um, it will not be nominated for anything as far as I know, but it is fun. It is a summer movie uh, to the nth degree. It is uh, funny one liners. It is good chemistry between the two lead characters. It's a good villain. It is action packed and it is over the top ridiculousness, uh, with the whole thing. But, uh, I mean, if you're a fan of Fast Furious franchise, you'll love this. Anyway, uh, that's, uh, more than micro. So I'm out. Dunskies. That was a great review because I, I was hoping that it would be at least entertaining, you know? So that's good. Yeah, and, and once again, we've explained this before, you and I don't have the opportunity to go see nearly as many movies as we'd like to, so we've reached out to the other interns and other listeners of the show and just said, hey, if you're able to go see a movie, please call the hotline and share with us your experience so that we can kind of live vicariously through you. Yeah, and the MVP comes through once again. Yeah, two weeks in a row. Thanks, Keith. Big league. All right, Adam, now it's time to discuss our latest candidates for our three-room apartment. All right. So last week, we made two failed attempts to kick off our 11th apartment. We have two more opportunities this week. Let's begin. Our first candidate comes from Dave Champa, Billy Drago. Actor Billy Drago has died at the age of 73 from complications from a stroke. Drago specialized in portraying villains and was best known for playing real-life gangster Frank Nitti in Brian De Palma's 1987 film The Untouchables and the demon Barbas on the WB show Charmed. Drago's many other acting credits include 1985's Pale Rider starring Clint Eastwood, Hill Street Blues, The X-Files, Showtime's anthology show Masters of Horror, and Greg Araki's 2005 movie mysterious skin so when i see billy drago i recognize him i mean i recognize him when i see him and he has played some notable roles in things i 
I've heard of. I haven't seen a lot of them. Adam, what do you think about Billy Drago? Okay, so while not in my genre, this guy has about a million credits in the horror genre. Okay. I mean, dating back to like 1979. Got it. Into some pretty decently named credits. So the first litmus test, do you recognize the name Billy Drago? Um, I feel like, like some other people's like, uh, yes, I would say overall, yes, I needed to see his face, but yeah, I, I knew the name. Did you really know the name? I didn't recognize it. By yeah. Name. Yeah. I mean, it was like, I, I couldn't have said, oh yeah, he's the guy from whatever, but seeing his face and seeing is like, oh yeah, I know who he is. Okay. So he's got a very long resume. He probably falls in the category of character actor. Yeah. And we've allowed a character actor in once before. But it, it's a it's pretty hard and re, you know more recently we've really raised the bar on who should get into an apartment and who should not. Mm-hmm. So given those things I've got my own opinion but I want to hear yours first. Does he get into an apartment? I mean, I I feel like I could be swayed. However, I think this guy is a freaking monster, literally, in uh, <laughs> in the okay. horror genre. In the horror genre, he's, I mean, man, he, he's just done a ton of stuff. How many acting credits does he have? 115. Mm, that's pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, he was in Children of the Corn, he was in Lucifer, he was in The Ritual, Ghost Town, Supernatural... Uh, I mean, he's got the hills have eyes. He's got some, some, I mean, big, big roles. Okay. Well, in spite of all those things, if it was up to me, I would not vote him in. And if it makes any difference, he only got 15% in the intern's choice poll. So he's not protected by that. So I'm going to vote no. What is your vote? Um, I think my only like uncertainty comes from not knowing the genre, so I can't speak for how big his roles are. But yeah, I don't know if he just ma- I don't know if he had small roles in all those things or if he had prominent roles because obviously that would make a difference. But I don't think he was starring in those things. But I feel like this guy is in like a ton of horror stuff. You know, like okay. I, 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 I would, I'd probably put him in. Like, I mean, he could be a piece actor you know but like you know a character actor those are while not always you know like the be all end all are really critical when you can kind of niche yourself into a genre and get 115 credits you know in a specific theme where like it's kind of like um uh what's his name mark shepherd he is a sci-fi villain right now he never I mean he his roles have been notable he's a pretty big actor but he's definitely a character but he's a sci-fi villain right so if I were to see him I would like lose my mind and I feel like this might be one of those those situations so I could be making the wrong call I feel like with 115 credits in a specific genre that's that's pretty good okay well you just made a compelling case so even though he didn't score high in the insurance choice poll and I barely recognize him I will switch my vote, mainly because, one, you, you did make a good case, but also because we did admit a character actor before, so there is precedence for this. Yeah. So I will also vote yes, and we will allow Billy Drago to kick off our 11th apartment. I think it's a good call, man. Yeah, okay. I think, I think it's a good call, because that, that genre at all, that celebrity is not represented whatsoever in the apartments. I think he's a great one to kind of usher in that, that side of the apartments. Very good. Okay, so it is. Let's move on to our second candidate. And he was nominated by TIFF, our food term. Mm-hmm. Here's some information. Auto industry icon Lee Iacocca died in his home in Los Angeles a few weeks ago at the age of 94. Iacocca was credited with the creation of the Ford Mustang, which sold over 419000 in its first year alone and has gone on to be considered one of the best-selling, most popular cars in automobile history. 
However, he was fired by the company, the Ford Motor Company, in 1978 after being accused of plotting to oust Chairman Henry Ford II and to take over his position. But a year later, in 1979, Mr. Iacocca took over the Chrysler Corporation. The company was on the verge of collapse, and so he led it through a, a strict restructuring process that included taking $1.5 billion in federally guaranteed loans. This is 1979, by the way. Wow. That's where in 1984, he helped Hal Spurlick launch the Plymouth Voyager minivan. He's also the only man in history that has been CEO of two of the three big American automakers. Adam, I feel like it's a silly question. Does Lee Iacocca deserve to be the second person admitted into our 11th apartment? 100% yes. Okay. All right. I feel like if Lee Iacocca doesn't get admitted, then we should never admit another person from business. Yeah, no, this guy, I mean, this guy's basically a hero in the automotive industry on, on like three or four different levels. Yeah, if I, I don't like to do this a lot, but if there was a Mount Rushmore of of people from the automobile industry, Lee Iacocca would most certainly be on, on that Mount Rushmore. Without all the what he did for the industry, two of his automobiles are some of the most recognized ever. Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. And also, it doesn't actually matter what you and I think, because he got 70% of the intern's choice poll. Okay, so that means that the previous actor got almost all the rest of the percentage. He got 15, yeah. That's not a bad percentage, considering, you know, he went against the, like, the titan of <laughs> you know, the automotive industry. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, there we go. So we have our first two residents in the second apartment. That would be Billy Drago and Lee Iacocca. Uh, we will nominate uh, two or three. Uh, who knows? I don't know. We'll discuss our additional candidates to fill out that apartment at our next meeting. Awesome. All right. Well, let's wrap up the way we normally do, and let's play some messages from the hotline. Can't wait. Adam. And here's our first message. Hey, uh, Chris. Hey, Adam. This is KG. This is how I talk. Hey, Keith. And I ran into a problem tonight, and I'm, I'm calling in because, uh, yeah, I'm going to get this on record. Um, I went to Taco Bell this evening. Uh, I've been a, a lifelong patron of Taco Bell. I don't go all that often uh, these days. But when I do, I, I have a pretty standard uh, order. Pretty standard order. I get the number three, the three uh, crunchy Taco Supremes and a drink. I then add on a Mexi Melt. And I also then add on a caramel apple empanada for dessert. That's a good uh, I ordered the number three, and then I ordered Mexi Melt, and people in the drive-thru told me, we don't make those anymore. Oh, huh. no. All right, well, that's that's okay. The Mexi Melt's always been a bit of a fringe item. Um, I'm surprised the they kept it around as long as they did, and really it's just a soft-shell taco microwave it's a little bit more. <laughs> So I order caramel apple empanadas. In fact, I ordered two since I'm not getting a Mexican. I decided to have two of those, and they have informed me that they are no longer going to be serving those as well. What? Oh my I'm not gosh. sure if you're familiar with caramel empanada yourself. It is uh, the most fantastic fast food dessert item not on the Dairy Queen menu. <laughs> uh, out there, it is basically the closest equivalent to back in the day when McDonald's used to fry uh, their apple pies, and those used to yep. be really good and delicious. It is a fantastic uh, dessert. In fact, I have actually gone to Taco Bell in the past sometimes and just got those and nothing else. Uh, if, in fact, as I'm trying to get this confirmed, I've actually uh, I, I sent a tweet uh, to Taco Bell to find out while I was uh, sitting in line waiting. You know, um, uh, if this is the case. I want this on record. Uh, I will never eat Taco Bell again. Whoa. If dang. the caramel apple empanada is no longer uh, around, no longer available. So uh, if, if you have a Taco Bell near you and you haven't had one of these before, check, see if they still have any left in stock. I highly recommend trying one. Um, but as for me, if it's done, then I am Dunsky's with Taco Bell. 
Hey, G. Wow. As for him and his house, he shall no longer eat the Taco Bell. So I thought that was just going to be him describing a mild inconvenience. I didn't think that he would issue an edict as a result of the circumstance. Yeah, that's pretty devastating. Sorry, Taco Bell. You better get your together. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I don't think you realize what you're losing. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have like the MVP Nagori restaurant. You fools. <laughs> well, it just snowballs from there. I mean, it starts as the MVP, as the MVP and then everybody stops going. And then you lose the interns and then and so on and so forth. That's correct. Yeah. Wow. That that was that kind of rocked my world a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, he took that way further than I expected. All right. Thanks for calling in, Keith. We appreciate it. Adam, it's time for our next message. Yes. Hey, y'all. This is Luke. This is how I talk. Okay. So after a couple days, I found out that I was in Mexico. (laughs) Um, My goodness, I have no idea how I got. Anyhow. So I was in that, that city down there. And uh, I saw these guys at the side of the road. Their Jeep was broke down. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll help them. I don't know. They're speaking speaking Spanish to me, but, you know, the language of helping each other. Some Zapper, Zatarez, I don't know. They had a black flag with a red star on it, something about shoes. Anyhow, oh, dear. I helped them fix their Jeep because I know I love my Jeeps. And yeah. these guys, they were nice enough to get me a flight home. Huh. I, I just... I couldn't believe it. I just, I left the Sprinter there. They gave me a couple bucks for it. I mean, they, they had guns and stuff, but the, the Zappa's the black flag with red star guys. They got me a flight home. I was thinking, great. Miami, flight home, perfect. Once I get there, I won't have a vehicle, but that's okay. I can go ahead and I can call Adam. He's going to be there. Right. <laughs> I get home. I get in Miami. I got nothing but a pocket full of tortillas, a <laughs> cell phone that ain't charged, 70,000 pesos, which, boy, they more, immigration did not like that, but whatever. <laughs> and I thought, I'm going to call Adam. Lo and behold, that bugger just got on up and moved on me. <laughs> what, what, what happened while I was away? I mean, what the? I find out that not only he moved, but he went to Texas, just a couple hundred miles from where I was at. <laughs> okay, so I, I like Ubered back home, and I'm deciding I fix up my my Jeep, the other Jeep, for a couple weeks, see me fixing it up, and I'm gonna head out to Texas. Yeah, get on the road in a couple weeks, and said you got all guys are there. I'm gonna find you. So I'm coming for you guys. Dang it. Adam, you had to get up and move. Next, I'm going to find out it was you. You were like a year older to your birthday or something like that. Dunskis. <laughs> I love Luke. Which you know, and not for nothing. You know, it's a shame I wasn't there because that was an expensive Uber ride he took home. Boy, it was. It really was. Oh my god. Yeah, he was not. I mean, I mean, hopefully those pesos helped cover it, but oh boy. So, I, I I'm sorry, Luke. I, I I man, I really wish I could have helped you out there, buddy. I really, really would have. Yeah. So he ran into some um, some Spanish communists. <laughs> yeah, you know, which is it's not easy to do, actually. Right. There's there's not a I, as far as I'm aware, there's not a huge Spanish communist group, but there, there's a right. group of Spanish communist anarchists who participated in the in the in the civil war down there and. And that's who he ran into. <laughs> and yeah, so he, he finds the one sect of people that, uh, you know, just needed a lift. They just needed to get right. their stuff fixed. Yeah, that was nice of him to help out the Spanish communists. Way to go, Luke. And and man, yeah, we said this before, he has yet to be successful, but I do admire him for his persistence. You know, and his positive attitude. He always says, I'm coming for you, you know, and I appreciate that. I can't <laughs> wait to see him. He has not given up. Okay, yeah. I uh, I echo that. I also can't wait to see you, Luke. So please continue. Please please try to find us. Man, the day he would ever make it to a real role would be phenomenal. <laughs> I agree. All right, Adam, we have just one more message to close things out today. All right. And here is our last message. 
<laughs> Brother Toast, Brother yes. Adam, what's happening, y'all? It's Peter DeVilbis. Woo! <laughs> what's happening, y'all? Hey, when last I left y'all, I was celebrating the month of the Vilbis. All right? And I'm still, as of the time I'm leaving this message, celebrating the month of the Vilbis. All Perfect. month long in August, my birthday. And did you guess, did you guess my age from the clue, from that great clue that was a true story? <laughs> don't act See? like you don't believe me. Anyway, I'll tell you how old I am. 72. <laughs> <laughs> All right? Okay. I may be old, but I'm spry. <laughs> anyway, y'all, the last time I DM'd with Brother Adam, the Lord. All right? I told him why I hated that freaking movie. All right? And anybody who remembers when I left this message about that stupid movie, like Water for Chocolate, I'll tell you why I hated that freaking movie, all right? Because when that freaking movie was freaking out, man, my freaking uh, girlfriend at the time made me watch that crap with her, but she didn't really make me. You understand where I'm coming from? I sold out, okay? I sold out to keep the peace, all right? Two years later, almost to the day, we break up. All right? No more girl, but I'm left with the freaking stench <laughs> of the memory of that god-awful movie. All right? And that just goes to show y'all people, never freaking compromise your integrity, baby. <laughs> you don't want to see that freaking movie, don't see that freaking movie. All right? Because you'll be left with the nightmares. <laughs> and that's it, man. I got a lot of freaking concerts, a lot of freaking parties all month because the month of the Vilbis is a freaking party, man. It's a freaking yes. event, man. All month long, man. <laughs> Peace out, y'all. Later. <laughs> like water for chocolate. I, 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 I messaged him and I was like, dude, I'm still cracking up about that. And, and <laughs> he, of course, had like a response worthy of kings. You know, oh man, he's. I just, I can't say enough good things about that guy. Yeah, same. So, <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember if he was going to see uh, the Rolling Stones at the beginning of August or September. Was it September? Good question. I don't remember. Because because then he's kind of rolling the month of Devilbus, uh, August the first. Okay, so so he kicked off. I just I just found the message. So he kicked off the month of Devilbus by going to the Rolling Stones concert. I mean, what a great way to kick off the month of Devilbus. <laughs> right. And so in light of that, uh, okay. So we're not going to guess your age anymore. Enough said about that. You know, listen, Peter, you're welcome to call in and say whatever you want because we love yeah. all of your messages. Yes. And I, I should have thought of this before, but knowing that you went to the Rolling Stones concert, I would love to, whenever you get around to it, no big deal, give us a call and let us know how the Rolling Stones concert was. And was that an adequate way, in your opinion, to kick off the month of Devilbus? That's a great, great set of follow-up questions. Yeah, kind, kind of a concert version of a mini movie review, a micro movie review. Right. A micro concert review. A micro concert review. It doesn't have to be micro. Take as long as you... Well, Google Voice only allows for three minutes. So you have up to three minutes to tell us about your experience right. at the Rolling Stones concert to kick off the month of Devilbus, which, at the airing of this show, uh, only has a, a few days left. It has just under a week left. So I hope that you close out the month of Devilbus in, in a most satisfactory way. Yeah, same. All right, Adam. We have completely run out of ado. Oh, dang it, man. I hate, I wanted more to do. I know, I know. Uh, but I, I did our best, but we are out. And so dang. that concludes this week's staff meeting. Yes. Allow me to finish up with some brief credits. The content of these meetings is generated almost entirely by our talented team of interns. If you'd like to contribute to the show, we'd love to have you join the team. Just search Gravity Beard Interns on Facebook. That's where we have very serious conversations about the dumbest things ever. You can also call us on the hotline if you like. That number is 321-465-2180. If you enjoy the show, please tell other humans about it. 
Gravity Beard is a proud member of the Podfix Network. To find other great shows consistently creating platinum-level content, go right now to podfixnetwork.com or search at Podfix on Twitter. Our theme song is Walking the Dog. This catchy tune is called Above and Beyond. Both are by Silent Partner and can be found on the YouTube audio library. Additional music in this episode by Kevin McLeod. Promotional consideration in this episode comes from Justine and Santiago and the talented team at Weird With You. For my dear friend and co-host, Lord Saunders, I'm your other co-host, Toaf. This meeting is adjourned. Later. I love sports.